I don't know how to make a single nickel off my laptop, but I've heard some people do it. And you know what? Maybe if I give myself no safety net, I'll have no choice but to be successful. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle. And I'm joined today by three other people who are leading that lifestyle. I'm Trav. It's Paradise Pack season. And if you're unfamiliar with the Paradise Pack, it is the world's biggest and best bundle sale products to become location-independent, even if you don't know where to start. So from 2014 to 2019, I'll give you a little bit of background. We were able to sell over 5,000 Paradise Packs. We donated enough money to build three schools with Pencil of Promise. And we were able to impact the lives of thousands of people wanting to travel more and work less and give them the kickstart they needed. But who knew when we put the uh, 2019 Paradise Pack to bed and we went on hiatus that uh, a mere eight months later, the world would be thrown into a global pandemic. The world would shut down. But out of that, one of the biggest positives that I've seen is that people started to reimagine what work should look like. And when they reimagine what work should look like, they say, hmm, maybe I can reimagine what my life and my lifestyle should look like. And out of that came a lot of you saying, wait a minute, I don't want to go to a job 8, 10, 12 hours a day. I don't want to have two to three weeks off. I don't want to work for a company for 15, 20, 30 years. And you got a taste of freedom and you wanted more. And that's why we figured let's bring the paradise back back in 2022 in a world primed for remote work and location independence more than ever. And it's launching March 29th. So mark your calendars, write that down, anyone listening. March 29th, it's around for seven days, then this pack is gone forever. And today I have the pleasure and uh, I'm so fortunate to be able to introduce to you three amazing contributors to the 2022 Paradise Pack. And you can go to the website, theparadisepack.com. You can check out the products. You can read their quote unquote formal bios. But what I want you to hear today is their story. Because while now people are doing six, seven figure businesses, you know, they're able to travel around the work, do work they love. Every single person was sitting in your situation before. So whether you're someone who's still stuck, stuck in a job, you're like longing to get out, but you're, you're saying, I don't know where to start. Or maybe you've started a side hustle or you've started to build a location independent business, but you're saying, this isn't making me enough money. This isn't financially stable yet. Or you've started a business and you've become location independent, but you're saying, what are the next steps for, for my growth, for my business and my personal growth? Each person has been in your shoes. They've experienced what you're experiencing. And I can guarantee you that not a single one of them was able to accomplish what they've done on their own. And that's why each and every one of them is willing to come on, take an hour out of their busy schedule a day to come and tell their story, to help you realize that the dreams of location independence is possible and that it's about taking the next step forward. So we're going to do a lightning round before we get into their stories. And I haven't even picked anyone to go first. So I'm going to leave it up to you three today. Uh, we're all adults in the room, somewhat at least. And the lightning round that I'm going to give to you is I want you to tell me if I could snap my fingers and transport you to any single spot on earth, whether you've been there or not, it's up to you. Where would Jeannie Travis send you right now? Ooh, I'll take that one first. Okay, go ahead, Erica. I would go to Kep Cambodia. 
Uh, I have been there three times before um, for a yoga retreat. And I just found out yesterday on Facebook that the yoga retreat that has been closed since March of 2020 is reopening. And I have spent months there. So many of my friends have gone to this Vagabond Temple yoga retreat, and it is just so peaceful. I'm not a huge yogi at home, and it does not even matter. It's just like if you want some sort of refreshing place to go that's just like deep in the jungle that doesn't have well i mean it has internet connection but doesn't doesn't isn't designed so that you can just like do the be on the internet all day like that is where i want to go and i have actually worked remotely from there for like two or three months in my life so that's where i'd be kept cambodia All right, Erica, who I I will say head honcho over at the Nomadic Network. So when you hear her talk and tell her story, uh, just keep that voice in your in your mind here. Who's next, Craig or Annette? Who's going next? Can I teleport somewhere five minutes away? So I know it sounds kind of bananas, but I now live in Thailand. I'm in Aonang. And if you would have asked me in Florida or in India or anywhere else where I would have teleported to, it's where I'm living now. Before I did actually would I would teleport myself here almost 10 times over the period of the four years when we were traveling in the thick of our full time travels, just because we loved it. It is tropical paradise. I am minutes away from this gorgeous place called Rayleigh Beach, Mm. which just looks like every tropical cliche that you're looking for. I am a boat right away from Kopp. I can go to Koh Samui, Koh Penang, Chiang Mai. As a matter of fact, I'm going there next weekend just because I can. It's like $10 to hop on a flight, go eat some street food, and then head back home. Uh, so yeah, five minutes away to the beach in Aonang, Thailand. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes it easy for me to transport you there. You know, it's like, all right, here we go. If I was giving you guys money to go there, I'd be like, all right, Annette, you're winning this prize. Here, Here's your $3 uh, song tal ticket to go five minutes away, right? Um, awesome. So Annette, founder of Chase for Adventure. So you can check that out. Again, all the bios are on the Paradise Pack website, theparadisepack.com. So you can see the formal bios. We're going to dig into the stories. All right, Craig, where are you heading? We got two people in Southeast Asia. Are you joining them or are you going somewhere else? You know what, uh, Annette, I would have said, I would have stole yours and said Thailand, but uh, we were in Chiang Mai living for a number of months uh, years ago, and the a couple of days before we left, I had a bad street vendor uh, roasted chicken experience that just um, I, I got really sick. And so, so not that I have like trauma over Chiang Mai because I love. We've been down to Koh Samui, we've been to the islands, and I love Thailand. So I would say that, but there's still a little bit of trauma from that experience. So I would say actually Medellin, which I know is cliche for digital nomads right now, but my brother-in-law lives there. Um, you know, Kelly and I, my wife and I have been thinking of going there for a while, but then the pandemic hit. And so, and everyone I talked to, I, I interviewed someone on my podcast, they were in Medellin. We were visiting with family yesterday. They had a family member just got back from Medellin. So it's like, it seems to be shouting at me right now. And so we're going to get there this year, uh, probably in the latter part of the year. So that would be my spot. Fun, Craig. Yeah. So wait, where is everybody now? I realized I don't know where any of you guys are. Yeah, we know where you are, but you don't know where we are. Uh-oh. Yeah, why don't, why don't we at least throw that out there? I mean, where? Yeah. Okay. So Annette is in, you're in Thailand. You're right, right there in Thailand. All right, Erica, where are you? I'm in New Rochelle, New York, but I just got here a few weeks ago from Ghana. I spent the last three months in Ghana. And so that was 
quite a beautiful, hot experience. And now it keeps snowing every other day here. <laughs> Very cool, Bogana. We actually we've been working on a project with a group starting a virtual assistant agency in Ghana. Um, about 50 of them. Uh, we trained them up in the last uh, few months. So, But I haven't been there. I'm in uh, exotic Calgary, Alberta, Canada right now, where if I was to show you outside the window, we still got lots of snow. So it's not... Uh, right now, we are, uh, we are camped in Canada, where, awesome. I'm, where I'm originally from. Very cool. And I, I'm in North Carolina. Um, it's not snowing. It was 70 degrees Fahrenheit yesterday. So that's nice. Um, and we just got back from a trip to Costa Rica. So yeah, people, this is what I love about this lifestyle is like, you can be somewhere, but you're either dreaming of where you are going to go next, or you're like, I just came back from here. So this is, this is cool. Um, and, and I love your point, Craig, about Medellin, like, it's like when you put it out there, you just start hearing it and you're like, I don't know if this universe telling me or not, but I'm going to take this and run with it because I want to go there. Right. And so you start like looking for reasons like, oh, well, my friend told me that he just had a great restaurant there. Time, time to book a flight. Right. So um, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Some really cool places. And um, I, I love leading off with that. I'm glad you all answered because sometimes people are saying like, well, I can't pick a favorite. Each one of you are like, no, I know where I'm going. Um, awesome. <laughs> Let's dive into the stories because I, I know when I was starting out and I'll just have you guys chime in if this resonates with you. When I was starting out on my journey, and this is 20, uh, 2008, um, I realized I was, I was a high school pu- a public high school teacher. And I just realized that no one in my purview, no one in my community, none of my friends were doing anything like this, right? I didn't know the term digital nomad. I didn't know the term location independence. I didn't have anyone that I could look up to and follow to be able to say like, here's a roadmap for how to get there. And so for me, I started having to search for for people. And what resonated with me was always the stories. It wasn't like, here's how to run Facebook ads, take this checklist, right? Or here's how to build your first funnel. Of course, that stuff's important when you start to build a business. But what really got me motivated was the stories of the people behind those things that were doing it. Because then I started saying, huh, okay, they could do it. And why can't I? And so I want, I want people to hear the stories today. And Eric, I'm going to start with you. And, and what I want you to do, again, this is your story, so take it however you want. But I just wanted people to hear like, what was life like before you went on this journey to location independence? How did you kind of get there? What did it look like? And now what are kind of these big benefits that you have of it? Like, what does a day-to-day life look like that's different from what normal life would look like? I'm using air quotes for normal because it's note for the audio. You guys can't see uh, what we're doing here. But Erica, lead us off with with your story. Sure. Um, So my story is a little bit strange because before I was location independent, I was actually traveling the world. So before that, I wasn't, right? I was born in Connecticut. I went to school in Virginia and I was set up to be an interior designer. And my junior year, I said, oh my God, I cannot do this. I don't want to be an interior designer. I don't know what I want to do, but I think I want to be in the Peace Corps and I want to get to the continent of Africa somehow. And so I tried to quit. Um, And thank goodness for people like you, Travis, I'm sure you would have done this too, but a teacher told me, hey, that's a really noble idea, but you're probably going to need a college degree to be in the Peace Corps or they like it when you have one at least. So why don't you just finish it? And so I said, fine, if I'm going to finish my degree, I'm going to do it on an adventure. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so I ended up going to my sister had a or my campus had a sister campus in Qatar, which I knew nothing about. I went for two weeks, loved it, and then told everyone that I wanted to go to school there. And they all told me, uh, that's so fun. You're going to go abroad. Where's Qatar? Like, that sounds like a great idea. And I was like the Middle East. And every single person told me, oh my God, it's in the Middle East. Never mind. Take it back. Do not go there. I was like, hey, wait a second. You didn't even know where this was two seconds ago. And now you're telling me that it's too dangerous. I've been there. I've been there and I loved it. And I have friends there. And so I basically got like set off on this crazy journey for the next five years where I lived um, around the world, basically either teaching English or working as a waitress in Connecticut and saving up enough money to live in rural Thailand, in South Korea, in Zambia, in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, in Costa Rica. I lived all over for five years. And then I realized, you know what? It's I'm 25. My sister is about to get married. I really miss home. So I sort of want to go back. And when I went home, <laughs> I ended up like, I don't know, four months later on some sustainable living facility in Costa Rica. And I was like, oh my God, this travel bug has not left. Like Connecticut is not doing it for me, but I want to be there. So like, let me work in travel. And so I ended up going to my first travel meetup. Community is everything. I went to my first travel meetup in New York City, met this guy called Nomadic Matt. He was the only newsletter list I was on and I saw that he was having, or I knew him from the newsletter and I met him at a New York city meetup and he hired me on the spot to do regular, regular, like assistant work for him. And that was almost 10 years ago. Uh, I have been location independent with nomadic Matt. And now I run his whole community arm called the nomadic network. And I also am a dating coach on the side and the the product that I have in the paradise pack is actually like a lifestyle product for people that are location independent. That's all about online dating success because as I traveled the world and as I was just like somebody super curious about dating, I dated around the world. I, uh, talk to people about dating around the world. I literally have gone to weddings in probably, I don't know, 15 or 16 countries. I, I travel for weddings and I also have traveled for love. And so I'm a huge proponent of just like making sure that if you are traveling, like you still are doing the regular things that you should be doing at your age, which is probably finding love and being successful at it. So that's my little story. <laughs> well, to tie, tie that up in a bow a little bit. I mean, you talk about success with finding love, dot, dot, dot. Oh, okay. So I'll tell. <laughs> so all those experiences, funny, funny, funnily enough, um, actually like led me to all my boyfriends that I then had subsequently after I came back home because they were like, wow, how cool that you travel the world or how cool that you've been to this country that I'm from or that I've been to or whatever. So I am now married. I have a one-year-old son. My husband is Ghanaian. We have, a well, his family has a house in Ghana. We just came back from three months there. And honestly, like if I hadn't been traveling the world, if I hadn't been living this location independent lifestyle, I think 
it would have been like a less desirable match because on our second or third date, my husband and I said like, or sorry, he wasn't my husband at the time, but we shared this like passion for traveling and wanting to live in different places. And I said, you know what? I'm location independent. Let's do it. Let's create this 552 plan where we live five months in New York, five months in California, and two months in Ghana every year. Like, let's do this. And I have, I'm set up to do that. I work online. And so let's let's do it. And so we just did three months and we're hoping to do it every single year. And so far, so good. Mm. Yeah. And Holy I think moly, that- Erica. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Adet. Yeah. I am. Cr- Oh my God. Like you're a badass. What girl you go. Congratulations on your baby. And I'm getting married. Like what a story. Yeah, it was, it was quite a story. Pandemic wedding. We just had a little welcome to the family in Ghana where there were some goats and chickens killed in the morning. And then we ate lots of cake at night. The goat and chicken in the morning and the cake at night. I mean, what more could you want? There you go. Um, Yeah. And I think one of the things is Erica was mentioned, like one of the things you mentioned, Erica, is this idea that, yes, we people are going to do crazy, awesome, exotic things when they become location independent. We're all drawn to do that. We're all drawn to live in Thailand and and go to weddings in other countries because we can pick up and go. And I think have we been at multiple weddings together in other countries? I don't know. I think we've crossed paths at various friends' weddings, but, you know, and all that is great, but there is also this massive benefit and maybe even more important is like your day-to-day life and how that played out for you was finding a a husband who now is obviously part of your day-to-day life. Your day-to-day life also changes, right? You don't wake up and have to go into an office. Now you can sit there and say, I'm going to hang out with my kid in the morning and I'm going to work the schedule that I want. And so, I think when we start looking at location independence, it's it's that I want to go live in Thailand. I want to go live in Medellin. I want to do this. I want to do that. And of course, use that as motivation because it's super awesome and none of us will tell you otherwise. But there's this amazing benefit that, hey, when you're not doing all that, or even when you're living in Thailand, but you're like Annette and you're doing your day-to-day life and running your business, you have so much flexibility that is so not common and and honestly hard for me to even relate to when people are like, I don't have that. I go into the office and I sit there. It's been so long that sometimes I sit back and think, I, I can't even really imagine what that would be like. And so if you're sitting there and you're saying, yeah, all that sounds great, but I'm not ready to take those big leaps yet. Look at it and say, what if you didn't have to wake up at 7 or 7.30 a.m. and put on a shirt and tie and go into an office and have a commute? What if you were working doing work you loved and it wasn't like some boss was overseeing you and kind of raining on your parade all the time or things like that? Because those are the other benefits that come with building your own thing and being location independent. Um, Yeah. Can I just add also, I've never, ever missed a friend's wedding, no matter where it was. So like I have just brought my work with me and I've been to everything. I've gotten to be anywhere that I wanted. I actually was at my friend's deathbed once because none of our friends could go. And I was like, I'll go. I'll fly there right now because I have the freedom to be able to make choices like that. Now I have a one-year-old son, so it's a little bit harder, but it's not impossible. I don't have to get the okay from my boss or anything like that. It's all location independence. And so anything, like you're saying, anything is possible. 
I also think that people underestimate that the the power that they have of taking small steps, they only ever see and hear people on Instagram who are already quote living their best life, not realizing that they could be working their nine to five right now while being on location in D and learning how to make this lifestyle possible. You don't have to go from zero. Like for example, my husband and I, we sold everything to then afford to travel the world. Like we did it backwards. We did it in a way that I would almost argue I wouldn't recommend, um, but we did it in a way that people don't have to. People can work their nine to five and start their side hustles, start getting on Upwork, start learning how to build their freelancing business, start the education aspect of the opportunity that's available to you before having to buy a one-way ticket, sell all of your stuff and, you know, F off to Thailand, you know, you don't have to start from zero to a hundred. You can take so many little baby steps. So long as you're working and walking toward the life that you want, you know? hundred percent. Why don't we dive into your story then? The F off, I'm going to Thailand story. Um, uh, that, yeah, give us, give us a breakdown. Like what did it used to look like? And now, and, and what did you do? And you just gave us a teaser there, but what did you do to make it work? Because as you mentioned, like the, the path that you followed, which is fine. And this isn't a one size fits all. We always say that everyone's going to take their own path. The one that we recommend is very similar to what Annette just said, like start working your keep working your job. If you absolutely don't have to get out of it, build stuff up on the side. Don't put financial stress and all this weight on yourself right at once. Instead say, Hey, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I could stay in my job for a year, year and a half, two years. If there's a light at the end of the tunnel, it's that I don't want to be here for 20, 25, 30 years, what have you. Um, and then you can do it a little more systematically than Annette did, which is fine. And then, uh, and it's more systematic than I did. So I'm, I'm in that boat too. It was like the, let's just make it work boat. And I didn't know any better, but I want people to know there is another option. And that's by going through educational courses in the paradise pack and learning how to do some stuff and building it up while you're still maybe in your nine to five job. Absolutely. Well, to get, dig into my story, if I can just be really blunt and honest, uh, <laughs> if people will accept that, it started with depression. I was at a job that treated me extremely poorly. Uh, I was never allowed to take a day off. I was not allowed to take days off for my birthday. My husband had to be on call during our wedding. It was just a work-life balance that was non-existent. I was 21 years old. I had, you know, the I did everything right. I went to college. I got my degree. I got a full-time job. I had it lined up by the time that I graduated. I had risen to a, a position that was higher up in the company and I was not happy. And I had done everything that everybody told me was going to make me happy. I had the car and the house and the picket fence. I had everything but the kids, right? And I just wasn't happy. And it got to a point where I was suicidal. And I was like, if I'm going to do the worst thing I could possibly do to myself, I am just going to have to live the most alive I have ever felt because I, this is not a way to live. Like I just wasn't feeling enthused. I was tired of counting the days till Friday and feeling that dread, that pit in your stomach on a Sunday night after you've just gone and done groceries. Cause you know, you're about to sell your soul Monday through Friday. Come on y'all. You know what I'm talking about? I, I see these faces. I know I feel you at home, wherever you're listening to this podcast, I hear you. And so 
it got to my wedding day. We had the best day ever. I was super present. I was with my family. And even though my husband and I were working 45 hours to 50 hours a week, we couldn't afford to take a honeymoon. We couldn't afford to take even the Monday off of our wedding. So imagine you've just lived this awesome day, which is also a lot of stress, right? Like you're pent up. There's people coming in from out of town. And Sunday night came. My Sunday blues happened the day after my wedding. And we're like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. I, how, how do we work this much to still not have enough money to go anywhere? I want to travel. I had gone and studied abroad while I was in college. And that travel bug, just like Erica, it never left me. And I had a desperation, a hunger. People say bravery. I say I was desperate. You know, I needed to change whatever my circumstance was. And so we had two guitars up on the wall. And we're like, you know what? I have a crazy idea. What if we just sold everything? We don't have money. We have like $25,000 of debt. But if I sold my car, you sold your car, we sold all of our furniture and then just hustled for like eight straight months, we could like scrounge up like $16,000 and we're just going to do it. That gives us enough buffer to go to Southeast Asia, spend like 10 months. I don't know how to make a single nickel off my laptop, but I've heard some people do it. And you know what? Maybe if I give myself no safety net, I'll have no choice but to be successful. Uh, and so that's what we did. We sold everything. We moved into my in-laws house for eight months. We saved up $16,000 and bought one-way tickets to Bangkok, Thailand. And from there, honestly, I wish I could tell you that oh, I suddenly became Instagram famous and made tens of thousands of dollars off my following, but that couldn't have been further from the truth. Um, we hustled. We were sleeping on, I slept on a floor in Australia in some ghetto ass house in a really nice neighborhood, but a really trashy house with like no heater, no air conditioning in 111 degrees Fahrenheit, um, doing a working holiday visa, my husband working as a bartender, me taking courses online to like start an entrepreneurial business. And the honest truth is like, we were online teachers and then we struggled and then I wasn't getting any bookings. And so my husband became a bartender and, you know, like we just picked up jobs. We were so enthralled and so happy and so passionate to just not have some boss crawling up my neck. And for me to be able to say, you know, it's a Tuesday and I don't effing feel like work. I want to go to the beach and plop my butt in the sand. You know, I didn't care that I was working 50 to 60 hours a week at that point because I was working for me. I had the freedom. Ah, now I can say I'm not working that much, y'all. Um, four years later, and I think I have made it in my own entrepreneurial way, not in the Instagram famous way or in the YouTube famous way, but I'm location independent now, and that's what matters. And my story wasn't clean, and it wasn't perfect, and I wasn't rich. My parents don't even know how to speak English. Listen, I'm a first-generation American, and I made it work. Um, and so I feel like I hear so many people tell me like, oh my God, you're so lucky. I wish I could do what you're doing. And it's like, Listen, y'all, I had every odd stacked against me. And if I could figure it out, you could figure it out too. And you can do it in a lot less scary of a way than what I did. Thank you, Annette. Yes, wow. I think that, <laughs> yeah, you just hit on a lot of points. I'm not going to try to recap it. I'm just going to leave it there um, because there's there's so much to unpack there. And I want you guys, as you hear these stories, they're not going to be exactly the same as your story. We know that Craig's story is not the same as my story. It's not the same as Annette's story. It's not the same as Eric's story. It's not the same as your story. But there are portions of every single person's story that you're going to say, mm-hmm, like that resonates with me. Okay, I did the same thing or I want to do the same thing or I have the same odds stacked against me. And when you hear this, I want you just to see that it's possible. 
And I like the word you said, it's not, it's not clean, right? No, we will not sit here. I will not promise you that if you go get the paradise pack on March 29th, that I'm going to snap my fingers and there you go off into the sunset into a location independent lifestyle, right? No, it's not going to happen that way. But what's going to happen is you're going to get to skip some of the hardships that Annette had because she's going to be teaching you some of the things not to do. You're going to skip some of the hardships that Eric had because she's going to be teaching you things not to do and then also what to do. You're going to get to skip some of the hardships that Craig had because you're going to say, hey, I did this. This doesn't work. Don't bother doing that. Do this. And you're going to get that fast pass to it. It's not going to be clean. It's not going to be simple. It's not going to be easy, but it is going to be better than if you try to do it alone. I can guarantee you that. Craig, I want to hear a little bit uh, of your story with starting Freelance You and, and where it all started and where it's gone now. Sure. Yeah. Well, I love these stories. And, you know, I, I, did, I didn't have sort of a travel bone in my body. You know, I grew up in a, the same town uh, with the same kids throughout high school, lived in the same house and was very resistant to change. And then I met my wife and uh, my wife is an, she's my business partner and she's an adventuresome spirit. She's got some of the uh, similar spirit to, I think both of you on, on this, all of you as well. And so uh, I'm a actually former therapist, so I've been analyzing you all for the last 15 minutes, and uh, I'll, I'll give you a report at, at the end. Just, just kidding. Uh, but uh, I was doing the, the therapy thing for a while and had a good career, and my wife had the idea that maybe we should drop it all and teach English in Korea. And, you know, after like a little bit of a panic attack, uh, not a real one, but just, uh, you know, had to breathe into a bag, uh, we decided to do it. So we went off to South Korea, just outside of Seoul for uh, two years, taught English. We're in China. And uh, and it changed my life because I, I went from this person that didn't think that I would really leave my town to somebody that saw the possibilities of, of, of seeing the world and, and having, you know, breaking out of my comfort zone in a big way. And I, we've never looked back. And so uh, so I did the, did the therapy thing for a while kind of got burnt out with it. You know, it's, it's, it's really rewarding work, but it's really hard work. And so at the time, uh, and I'm, I'm a, been a, in this industry for a little while. So my brother-in-law just after the dot-com boom, so this has taken us back like 20 years, um, launched a software education software company he says, do you want to come work with my company? And he says, here's the deal. We're all going to be virtual though. He says, I don't want an office. And this is like revolutionary back then. He says, I don't want an office. I want to hire people that we can work with all over the world. We don't even need to see each other. And uh, I was leaving like a traditional job where I put khaki pants and a golf shirt on and, and was used to like dressing up every day. And, and even still felt like I had to get my khakis on going to the, going to the virtual office and quickly got rid of that. Uh, but just to fast forward the story. So I was involved in that, in sort of the business development and actually HR role of that company. And I hired about 40 virtual assistants and freelancers in two years. So we went from three of us to 40. Um, we were doing really well. It was a real fast startup. And so I kind of had a knack for creating manuals. I was creating videos. I was doing onboarding training. And I realized I love this training thing, like just teaching people uh, how to, you know, all the different systems we had. And so I got this idea and, and my wife and I were driving on this long road trip and we got this idea that if a company like ours could function completely remotely, all 40, we were in all con almost all the continents, except maybe Antarctica, uh, but we were literally uh, spread all over the world. And I was you know, on conference calls with people all over the world. And I thought if our company could be as successful as we are, I wonder if other companies will go remote. 
this is, a, and I know you all laugh now because yeah, it's like, duh, every, everyone's gone remote during COVID. And so we got this idea to launch what is now Freelance University, which was, why don't we create a, like a formal university to train all the people that I've been training in our company for years and we'll come up with a course and we'll, we'll get them on, on board on how to start, start a freelance business. And that's kind of where we started with Freelance University in 2008. And at that time, again, my brother-in-law is a, either a good or a bad influence. He said, you know, now that you're fully remote, you're not in the counseling world anymore. Why don't you come to Chiang Mai? Because him and his family were living in Chiang Mai. They had a business and a microcredit organization they had launched there. And they said, why don't you come join the organization, uh, bring the work and, uh, and, you know, live with your family. And so at the time, and we have a few kids now. So to, to round it out, we have five daughters um, ranging. And now they've all moved into teenagerhood, if that's a term. But back then they were like, we had three kids, uh, you know, under the age of three. And we moved to Chiang Mai. And uh, at the very beginning of our business, I ran my first, I don't know if y'all know what even what a teleseminar was. We don't do teleseminars as much as, as we did back then. But I ran my very first teleseminar to seven people. No, it was to 30 people. Seven of them bought our very first course uh, in a little house in Chiang Mai with really spotty internet. Um, and those are the first seven that have now led to, we have about 25,000 students uh, in, our, in our university and we're represented in about 80 countries. Um, and so, and we really now teach people the lifestyle that we've been able to enjoy ourselves. And now we get to hear great stories of people leaving corporate, working on the beaches of Thailand. And so we have a community of digital nomads and people that live uh, and work from home, just enjoy the freedom of working from home, even if they have chosen not to travel the world. So, so that's what we get. We get to work with amazing people all over the world every day. So that's uh, what a blessing that is. Mm. Five kids. You buried that lead. I, th I think, I think starting off with that might've shocked us so much that we would have been like, okay, I don't hear anything else Craig says after that, because I'm trying to wrap my head around how, how he does five, five teenage daughters. girls. Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting because uh, two of our teenage girls are competitive swimmers, one of them at the sort of the national level. So now in terms of our travel, we now travel to go to meets with them. So we're going to be, you know, in Brazil, uh, we're going to be in other places around the world. And so now it's kind of cool. You get to travel and experience what your kids are and, and still carry our work with us because we are fully virtual. We do not need to be we can really work from anywhere as long as the connection is better than what we had in Chiang Mai because it was a little dicey back then. I said, I don't know if I could really build a sustainable business on uh, the drop calls and the crazy internet uh, issues. But um, today it's, it's a whole different landscape. Oh my gosh, Craig, if you came to Thailand now, you would be shook. It is five. I get 500 gigabytes upload and download speed in this very, uh, it's not super remote, but like we're on a beach. We're five minutes from the ocean, 500 gigabytes. Wow. What a dream. Little yeah. did you know that Chiang Mai would turn into maybe the digital nomad hotspot, yeah. at least in, you know, kind of the 2015 to 2000 and. 18 world, right? And now, of course, obviously, hotspots have popped up all over the world. But yeah, you were a forerunner to that, um, for sure. And I think one of the things that you just mentioned, Craig, and um, that, that really hits home, too, is you mentioned, okay, our travels are different now, right? We have five daughters, 
still mind-boggling to me. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. <laughs> I have too. one and I can't. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, I have shaved my head because I got too many gray hairs already. She's two. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we're sitting there and, and you're saying like, our travels are different. Now we can travel because my daughter's swimming competitively and all that. And I think what's so cool about building a digital nomad and, and location-independent lifestyle is the fact that we're all going to go through seasons of life, right? Whether that's because the kids are forcing us in different seasons, whether it's because we just want different things. But if you build a lifestyle that's yours, and all of you talked about that, like even Annette, you're like, I don't care that I'm working 56 hours, 50 or 60 hours a week and not making that much money right now because it's mine. If you build something that's yours, you get to change it when your desires and your season of life changes, right? And, and you talked about that, and that like they wouldn't even give you off for the wedding and things like that. You have someone lording over you. They don't care that your life changes. They don't care that your daughter, Craig, wants to go to Brazil for uh, a meet. They're just like, okay, well, figure it out. You know, get the time off. If you don't have it, no big deal. And we're all going to constantly go through these changes, right? Every couple years, kind of a new season emerges, and you get to say, wow, I get to build the lifestyle I want around the season of life that, that I'm in right now and what I want from my life, not someone else telling me what I should be doing. Yeah, just to add to that, just you know, because I know a lot of you have young kids and, and growing families and, and that for us has probably been, you know, in terms of carving a lifestyle, it's been like, uh, very rarely missed a kid's field trip at one in the afternoon, you know, or, you know, and, you know, or gone to been traveled to a swim meet and just, and it's interesting, our kids and our oldest has just turned 20. Um, and she, uh, and I came to work virtually when she was one. And so for, so they don't even understand the concept of having parents getting in and putting on their dress clothes and getting in a car and going commute. They don't even, it's not even a frame of reference that they understand. And, and their parents, their, their friends think we're kind of weird. They're like, your parents are always around. Like they just never, uh, what do they do at home? And, and in the early days, um, people were always like, it'd be kind of like, what do you do at home? It was kind of like, there was only a couple things people did on the internet back then from their basement. And it was like, you were, there was always this sort of suspiciousness about what are the, what are the, what are the cannings doing in their basement? Um, and now it's gone a lot more mainstream. They're like more inquisitive. So what do you do at home? It's kind of like, um, I've been wanting to go remote for a while and, and I'm curious. So it's, it's interesting. I've loved to, the shift that we've seen in mindset around, you know what, there's so much freedom when you don't have to go to an office and be managed by a boss and you get to live a lifestyle of freedom. And I think people are embracing it. Well, and COVID has been like a, like a catalyst for that. You know, it's been very tough for a lot of people, but it's been a catalyst of growth for the remote work movement. So it's exciting. In a big way to just open people's eyes to the opportunities that they have available to them. People who it before would have never thought to ask their boss, hey, I would love to work from the computer, even if it's just on Fridays. Like You don't even have to start with 100% remote, but just even starting that conversation with employers, that's something that you would have never dreamed of before COVID. That is a major opportunity that that's given us. Yeah. Great, great um, chapter of the four-hour work week which was way pre COVID. And it was about how to like get your boss to, okay, like one day a week. I used to have everyone that said, Ooh, I want to travel the world. I was like, okay, just read this one chapter, <laughs> just this one chapter of four hour work week. But I actually wanted to add Craig. 
That is incredibly, just the fact that you have five children is so inspirational because I mean, I have one, that's one as of last week. And like what I just keep seeing in my head when people ask me if I'm going to have another is like dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, just like floating around. Like these kids are expensive. And let me tell you how I met Travis. The first time, I think the first time we had a real conversation was at um, a nerd fitness book launch in New York City. And Travis and I were standing in the corner talking about like, I don't know, traveling, work, points. Definitely travel, I'm sure. Definitely travel. For sure. We were just like going for hours. I feel like we didn't even like participate in the book launch. We were just like standing on the side talking about points and miles and going places. And he told me this thing that I have repeated a thousand times to other people and I will never forget. And he said, you know what? People think that if you have a job, like that's how you earn more money. But really, you can only get paid incrementally more each year if your boss wants to give you more money. And it's usually only like $10,000 more, maybe $15,000, maybe $20,000. But that's like, I mean, if you're getting $20,000 more each year, that's, that's insane. Usually it's much less. And he's like, but when you have your own business, maybe you don't make money the first two or three years. But the fourth year, you make $50,000. The fifth year, you make $150,000. The sixth year, you're in like the $400,000 range. Like that's not possible in six years of a regular career. And I have thought about that so often, reflected back to that statement, because that's, that's the truth. When you own what you're doing, like you have the possibility of charging more, making more, being more profitable. And you don't have that as an employee. You only have that as an employer or an entrepreneur of yourself. So that's always stuck with me. And Craig, five kids, like, how are you going to support them on a, you know, on a therapist salary? It's just, it's not you, those kids aren't going to college. (laughs) So especially not with today's prices. And that's actually something that I think a lot of people think that travel, wow, it's so expensive, but honestly, I live in Thailand my rent for a two bedroom, one bathroom place is $230. And to your point, Erica, that is so true. So now I've been location independent for four years. I didn't make, I spent $20,000 the first year. I didn't make any money, but I survived the second year. The third year I made like $20,000 and now I'm making almost a six, almost six figures working 15 hours a week on my own business. And it's something that I even right now sitting where I'm I'm sitting, I'm scaling, but it took me four years to hone the skills that are paying me that much money now for me to be as location independent. And also to the point that you mentioned, and I think we all mentioned, because we all have young kids being able to tailor a life to what I want now to yesterday was my kid's birthday. Today, he had a party at school at three o'clock and I took the whole Monday off so that I can go get my hair done. I can blow up balloons. And then I hopped on a podcast at 11 p.m. because that's what my job does now. You know, that's not something I would have even dreamt of. I would probably wouldn't have even gotten the day off with my old bosses. You know, it's that ability to craft your own life and to live it on your own terms. But you're never going to get there unless you start taking steps in that direction. 
Yeah, so true. It's interesting. We do an annual uh, report and do a survey to our to our community. And one of the questions we ask them, what is the number one reason that you chose to freelance? Like, what is the number one reason? And and we've been doing it a few years and it probably, I mean, the word might have varied a little bit, but commonly it is just flexibility. Like that is what the they come back to is that we love the ability to work flexibly. You know, if, if it's, you know, if you have young kids, you know, I might work during their nap time. I might work when they go to bed. And even when we, when our kids were young, I mean, Kelly and I were doing serious work hustles. I mean, once they, we got them onto like a, and y'all know with young kids, you're trying to get that sleep schedule all dialed in and it, and, you know, it's, 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 it's fun. Right. <laughs> but once you yeah, do, yeah, it's, it's like, really okay, fun, we've got, really fun. We've got, you know, we became Living. actually like masters of productivity because we're like, okay, we know that these two are going to be asleep for two hours. We know that consistently they're good at that, but they're going to wake up and it's going to be all hands on deck. So two hours are going to be like the, like a serious work hustle. And so we've learned over years now to get way more work done in less time, just because, because we are trying to build our lifestyle around our family and their schedule. And, and, you know, it wasn't 10 hours a day. It wasn't 12 hours a day. It might, some days it was just four. Be amazed at what you can get done when you're, you're focused in just a couple hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, Absolutely. we use the term location independence and obviously you know, that's a big part with, with my journey that what I wanted the most was location freedom. Like when I first started, I was like location freedom. Don't really care about the time. If I'm in another country and I have to work late at night, like Annette is doing for us today, like no big deal. Financial independence was kind of like, man, eh, whatever. I'm young. I'll, I'll scrape by. You know, I, I'm not worried about that. I don't have to make that much. But going back to this idea of seasons, right? As I became a little more refined in my outlook of life, I was like, well, you know, like you kind of do want to control your time sometimes. I'm like, well, and also you do want to start saving at some point too. And so we came up with this idea of the triangle of freedom. And it's it's simple. It's time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom. And what I love seeing and hearing through all the stories is at various points in your life, one of those is going to take precedence, right? And all of us strive to get to all three of those. And, and a lot of people who have been at this for a while have gotten to all three of those. And then, you know, it's sometimes a moving target because you start to refine and say, well, now I either want to make more money or I was working 30 hours a week. I'd like to make work 15, whatever. So, you know, it's not that you just get there and you're done and your life is complete and you sit back on a beach in Thailand and never do anything. But we get to this triangle of freedom and you start looking at it. And I know now for me, like, the time freedom is the most important part. The location freedom, while nice and while I have it, is probably the last one that I would really truly need to have. If you said to me, hey, you have to work nine to five, but you can do it from anywhere in the world, or or you're saying like you can work wherever you want, but you have to go hang out in Tulsa, Oklahoma for six months, I'd probably be like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Tulsa and kind of work this asynchronous schedule and get to hang out with my kids, right? No, no, Tulsa's fine. I've never been. Sorry, people from Tulsa. But, you know, it, it it just changes. And I think that's what's great about whether you have a family now, whether you're married or not married, whether it doesn't matter wherever you are in your situation of life, you look at that triangle and you say, okay, I'm going to prioritize going after one of these. And then I'm going to be able to change my lifestyle around to focus on whichever point of the triangle at that point is my next step of growth. I also think that that's something that's so beautiful about chasing this location independent lifestyle. Everybody talks about, oh, but the future, how about retirement? How about when you have kids? And what they don't realize is that because you have so much flexibility, because you are the only person that's accountable for what your life turns into, 
it then becomes so much easier for you to manifest and be flexible and adapt to whatever new stage of life you're getting to. You know, all of us here have kids. So yeah, the location independence aspect may matter a little bit less because we want time freedom or financial freedom. But because we've chased this lifestyle and we've gained so much awareness through our network, through our friends, through the education that we've chased, through communities like Location Indies, courses and course packs like the Paradise Pack, or wherever you seek education to become location independent, you're able to attract everything else that you want in your life so much easier than if you had a job. So mm-hmm. true. I, and you even mentioned the word retirement. And it's interesting. I talked to, you know, uh, a few of my friends that are thinking about, you know, not, you know, 15, 20 years down the road, but they're thinking about the retirement, they're planning for it. And, and we've been living such a lifestyle of freedom. And we don't even think about retirement because it's not like, you know, summer, I'm going to slave away for 20 years and then, and then it's going to be travel time and I'm going to have the freedom. And we're like, no, no, no let's have the freedom now. Let's have an enjoyable lifestyle. And my wife and I have so many business ideas. We're like, you know, we'll be 86. I, I told her, that's the way I want to go. I'll be on my computer. And then, <laughs> and you'll be, you'll call over at me and be like, Craig, Craig. And, uh, you know, that, you know, again, I have no interest in, in this idea of like, by the time I turn 60 or 65, cause I think it's a traditional mindset. That's, that's fading quickly. You know, this idea that, you know, because people need purpose and, and, you know, the work that we do brings a lot of meaning. And so you can do that. So, so retirement is such a, a, a concept that we don't even, we don't even adopt or we don't even think about um, now ask me when I'm 80, I may have a different perspective, but I, I hope that when also, we call think- over and you're on your computer, Craig, that what's on your screen is like you just bought a new domain from GoDaddy, right? It's like <laughs> he was just ready to launch his 70th business here, you know, and it's like, well, okay, he did what he loved. Yeah, totally. Exactly. He did what he loved. And I think that that's such a, a beautiful thing about location independence. It's not just about living where you want. It's not just about making the money that you want. It's about literally getting to do what you want, work and what you want. You don't have to worry about living for the weekend or waiting until Friday because every day you're just feeling so fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On our last roundtable podcast, Wanda said something that really hit home to me. She was talking about this idea that it's not it's not getting to a certain destination. I know, I know that it's cliche, like it's the journey, not the destination. So I'm not going to throw that one at you. But she was saying, it's not about getting to, to a point, maybe a financial point. It's good to have goals. You want to have financial goals. You want to have this. But she said, it's the feeling that you're having, right? It's, it's more visceral than just saying, okay, here's my triangle. And my triangle means I need to have X amount in the bank and I need to be, you know, and as Erica said, I'm not, trust me, I love the 552 idea, but like, it's not always super systematic of like, okay, I need to do 90 days here, 90 days here, 90 days here, 90 days here. And then I need to only be working 20 hours a week. And when I hit all this, like that's the life. And now I'm, I'm set. Like I've hit all my check boxes. It's like, well, what is the visceral feeling? Are you enjoying the fact that you're on a podcast at 11 p.m. after spending all day blowing up your kids' balloons and going to the party, right? Are you loving the fact that you're like, my daughter's going to swim in Brazil? Like, I might be the only parent going down there, or at least the parent that's the easy has the easiest way to go and follow their kid, right? Are you saying like, I was in Ghana for three months? Who cares? <laughs> like, I was in Ghana for three months. It didn't matter. I could have been there one month, two months, three months, ten months. I just in Ghana, hanging with the family, having my son there, getting to meet the family. And I wasn't stressed about, am I going to be coming back? When am I going to be coming back? Right. I mean, think about that, Erica, like three months you're in Ghana with your, with your new son. And there's never like, 
oh, I should be getting back home for a certain reason. Wait, ask me why it was only three months. Only three months. Why was it only three months? My husband's job wouldn't let us stay over 90 days. I mean, I mean, so wonderful of them to let us go at all. But they had a time restriction, so it wasn't on me. I would have stayed. I was not ready to give up, you know, the grandmother watching our little one. I would have stayed for months and months. I would have stayed for two years if you let me. America, listen, hus- put it on your husband's calendar. March 29th, there's this really cool pack. It's called the Paradise Pack. It's um, going on sale. It teaches you on how to become location independent. I'll, I'll make sure he knows about it. That's, that, you know, and I, Erica, that's such a that's so important that you share that because there are going to be a lot of people here who are listening. And if you're listening, you're probably like, yeah, I want this. Obviously, you found the podcast somehow. You've listened to this episode, maybe other episodes. You're like, all right, this is something that I've been thinking about that I want. I might not know the steps I'm going to take to get there. I might not know what it's going to look like, but you're intrigued by it. There are a lot of people out there, and I know Rich isn't this way. Rich is Erica's husband. I know he's not this way, but there are a lot of people out there who are saying, I want this, but there's there's other people in my life, maybe even a spouse or a partner, like someone that you that you can't just like, eh, I'm going to cut this person off for a while and go figure this out, right? Who, who might be somewhat either resistant, and usually it's not as much resistance, just like they don't understand, right? They, it's, it's your quote unquote crazy idea. And they're just saying, well, okay, like, you know, this might be a phase. And I would just urge you, if you're in that kind of situation, to realize you're not alone. This happens to almost every couple that we ever see come through has one person who's kind of driving the bus on this and like, come on, come on, let's do it, let's do it. And one person who's a little like, Ah, you know, what do you, what do you mean? Craig kind of talked about this in the beginning. Like, okay, Kelly wants to do this, but I'm like, like, what's going on? I don't really understand it. And I would urge you just to show them as much as possible and not tell them, right? Like show them what this is. Maybe, maybe have a, even if it's one day, if you're both able to take off one day from work together, make it a Tuesday, a Wednesday, say, all right, let's take off one day of work together. What would you love to do if you had one day off work, right? Go out, do that, live that experience. Again, like one day might not be the end all and be all and and the ultimate goal, but show them what it could be like. Because I think a lot of people are stuck where they don't even understand how they could possibly break out of a regular situation. And if you can't understand it and you're confused by it, there's no way for you to even try to give it a chance because you're just like, what does this even mean, right? All of us came to it somehow, a book, a podcast, you know, a friend, someone we saw do it. But there's a lot of people that this is a brand new concept to. And so if, if you have someone in your life that you want to come along with you, try to show them as much as possible. So All right, Craig, I'll, go sorry, ahead. Just, then we'll just add a thought. Uh, so we're kind of a, I don't know if we're a bad or good influence in our family, but in our family and our network, people come to us if they have a business idea, you know? And, and so we had a, my wife's cousins, uh, my wife's cousin's wife came to us and she wanted to start a virtual coaching business. Yeah. That was a tough one. Wasn't it? Wife's cousin's wife. Um, anyways, she wanted to start a virtual coaching business. She's a former nurse and uh, her husband's in a traditional job. And so we helped her launch her website. We got her packages together. We did, did a little bit of marketing with her and, and uh, she would come in, she was about two hours away. She'd come in and meet us and we'd do some, we'd, we'd help her plan it all out. Anyways, her husband 
calls us and, and he just says, I just want to be like clear on this. Do you, do you guys really think this is legit what she's doing? Like, can you, can you clarify? And we're like, like, like it's legit. Like it's, it's, she's got a great business model. It's what she's doing. She's perfect. She's got great coaching skills. And he's like, oh, okay. Anyways, fast forward. Um, she's killing it. Uh, built this amazing coaching business. Um, and her husband now is like, you know, now, now he's a believer, but, but you're right. It takes time because it's a total mindset shift for a lot of people. People are indoctrinated into this mindset of this is how I'm supposed to work, or this is how a career is supposed to look. And then when someone does a bit of an about shift on you and, and says, you know, I'm going to leave my nursing career and I'm going to start a virtual coaching business to, to young women. Um, with no guarantee that there's going to be like a salary, it's going to be, it's scary. So yes, you have to be wise about it and you have to really communicate together. But um, yeah, it's interesting. It, that's kind of been our experience in, in uh, corrupting our family. And, and it's been so cool, cool seeing them launch amazing things. Can I also interject one thing? Like your cousin's wife's cousin's wife or whatever. <laughs> Third cousin. Um, went from... Went from nursing to coaching about nursing, right? So it was very like in line with her career. Mm -hmm. So my sister, who's a child therapist, started an online business making and selling clip art to teachers. And now she makes more money than her salary and like will stop will stop being a child psychologist pretty soon. And so it doesn't have to be so linear right? Like it doesn't have to be so like nurse to nurse. Like my sister went from therapy to clip art. I don't know how I honestly, I've asked her so many times about her business. It's so niche and I don't know how she found it, but like, it's incredible for her and it's giving her that um, financial independence that she wants when she has a family of four. Mm. Yeah, I think two important points to that, Craig, is is this idea that, that that's a perfect example of showing, right? Like, I'm not saying just go start a business, don't tell your partner, just like, you know, do whatever. You, but she's like, I'm going to make this work. Here are people that you trust, Craig and his wife who have done it, like talk to them, or maybe he went behind her back to talk to you. Either way, he was like vetting this process, right? Is this a thing? And and that's a great example of, of showing it. And to to the point that Erica just made, you know, we get so many people who come in who want to do something totally different than what they've been doing. And to those people, I say, and Craig, you'll love this because freelance you, I just say, okay, don't always throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? If you have a skill, if you are a nurse and you like it, now some people don't like what they're in, but you like it, don't be afraid to say, well, what in this field, what in this industry could I do? Because I, I know it, I can speak the language. I, you know, I've got friends, people in this, a huge network. What can I do to serve these people? And usually it's solving a problem that you had. Not always, right? Maybe you solve a clip art problem for teachers and 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 something like that. But usually you're saying, hey, I've run into these problems. Let me solve a problem that I had and then speak to those people. For me, you know, I was a teacher. I never realized that my zone of genius was teaching. I had no idea what my skill was. 
But after years, I realized it's teaching. And now I'm saying, all right, well, I'm teaching something different, teaching entrepreneurship and, and how to get location independence, but I'm still teaching. It's just not wearing a shirt and tie. You guys see I have a t-shirt on, right? It's like, it's not doing it in a, in a classroom. It's not waking up at 7 a.m. and rolling out of bed saying like, oh my gosh, I just wish I could sleep. But it's using the skill set that I had in order to build something. And so there's definitely value in that. And then if there, and if, if you get to a point where it's like with Erica said, we're like, you don't find something you love or you're just so burnt out on that. Then it's fun to just treat it as an experiment. Okay. Like what, what could go wrong if I started this business of clip arts for clip art for teacher, there's probably not a lot of overhead, right? Start to treat life a little bit as an experiment and go down a few paths because until you go down some of those paths, you're going to be left wondering, well, is this the right one? And we're, I think all of us would sit back and tell you like, you will not get it right the first time. There's no way. If you do write us in, you'll be the best testimonial for the Paradise Pack ever. But like, there is a 99.99% chance that the first thing you try won't end up being the thing that you do for 15, 20 years down the road. It'll morph, it'll change. Maybe it works somewhat. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it works, but then it opens another door. But you won't know until you start down that path. I think so many people get caught up on knowing if they have the right skill to find a job online. I hear that so much from people who've taken my course, from my own audience that they're like, but I have no skills that can be online. And what I always tell them, it's like, get started on YouTube. YouTube University is super free. You can watch a 10 minute video on 20 different topics and see the one that calls to you the most. You don't have to have it all figured out. You can start learning for free or get a course in a bundle and start experimenting. Yeah, that that's that's for us the impetus of doing the Paradise Pack is saying, listen, you're going to have a toolbox for location independence, and you're going to get all these courses, and we urge you not to start on a on all of them because you'll get overwhelmed, right? And we put a roadmap in the Paradise Pack, and we say, if you're this type of person or if you're here on your journey, here are some that we recommend you starting with, right? And then here's the path to take. Obviously, you can create your own path, but the beauty of having the toolbox is that, like, when you need that course that Annette has go get it. And you don't have to go search around the internet for months to figure out when you're ready uh, to start pricing your services for your freelance business, go get Craig's pricing success for freelance business, right? You're like, okay, I've done a few things. Here I am. Or maybe it's the first one you use because you say, well, I've been freelancing, but I think I'm not charging enough. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Here's the first thing to do. Go do that. Right. And so you have this stuff in your toolbox to pull out when you need it. Instead of having to scrounge around and, like you said, spend months trying to figure out, well, who should I trust for pricing on my services? Well, here you go. Trust Craig. You heard Craig on the podcast. You've seen him as part of the Paradise Pack. We've had everyone who comes through. Now you've got a place to go to. And that's why you usually get done stuff quicker because you're not spending all that time consuming so much information. It's curated and it said, this is where you should go if you need this. So I think that's a really, really good point. And that is like, you don't have to know exactly what you want to do. Go down one path, start following people you know, like, and trust, right? And start trying it out. Try it on for size. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, make a little bit of a shift. Yeah, I so wish. And I think I started freelancing in 2003. So this is dating me. I'm, it's like 19 years. But there was nothing back then. Like we didn't even blog back then. So it wasn't like I was, uh, I think I had an ebook that I, I, I downloaded about it. But no community, no support, no courses, no YouTube, no blogs. 
And it was lonely. And Kelly and I were doing it together, but we were collectively lonely. Like there was no like community. People just thought, again, we were kind of weird working from home. Uh, but now you're right. I mean, you've got YouTube, you've got, um, you've got this am- amazing pack that you put together. That's just going to be an incredible resource for people launching remote businesses and all sorts of things. So, so today more than ever, you know, it's easier to start. I think it's easier to start a remote business, whether you're freelancing, whether you're a coach, whether you're a course creator, um, the tools are cheaper. Um, the, the education is better. Uh, and, you know, being a, being able to access this pack will just be a sort of a quick start for you to get going. So. And something that I love about the paradise pack every year, but especially this year is that it covers so many aspects of the journey that someone would embark on if they were just starting from a regular nine to five with no clue where to start. You know, if it's, they don't know, how to get started or if it's even right for them or what's a digital nomad, there's worker to wonder, oh, you want to learn and you're ready to build a freelance business because you realize that that's what you want to do. You've got creds course. Now you're traveling, you're living your best life and you want to learn how to find love, get married, find yourself a Guyanese husband and have a beautiful baby. You have Erica's course, you know, it just covers in such a holistic and authentic way what the life of someone who is truly location independent looks like. And it covers that. You don't have no questions at the end of it because you have so many people who've trotted this path, who've done it before. And yeah, they're not your best friends that you know, but it's people who you now know who've done it and have done so successfully, you know? Yeah. None of us have done it by ourselves. None of us have done it without help. That's why I was able to wrangle all of you into the Paradise Pack. That's why I was able to wrangle you in for an extra hour and a half podcast while you're busy because you, you realize like I was given help at some point, you know, maybe it was a family member, maybe it was a blog, maybe it was a podcast that turned into a friend. What maybe it was a community, maybe you went to a meetup in New York City and you met someone who gave you a job on the spot because you're that charming. And then all of a sudden, you know, years down the road, uh, you're still doing that and and elevating everything that's happening at that company. All of us were given chances and opportunities and and learned and knowledge from other people. And I think that's the beauty of this community. And when I say this community, I mean the, the traveler community, the location independent community as a whole is that every single one of us realizes that this is different from the norm. Even today in 2022, yes, the pandemic is a catalyst, poured some uh, gasoline on the fire for remote work and stuff. That still doesn't mean that this location independent lifestyle is the norm. Right. It's still it's still a niche thing if we're being honest. And so when you're there and you're saying, wow, I was able to do it and these people helped me out and I want other people to live this lifestyle, too, if they want it, because we remember what it was like to put on those khaki pants or to have that boss that says you're showing up on Monday. I don't care that you had a wedding like no, like no way, like you're coming in or you're stuck in Connecticut. You're like, it's only Connecticut. Like I kind of want to get out of Connecticut. Um, You know, we know what it was like. And so that's why people are so willing to help out because the, the, the best thing that I, and I'm speaking for myself, I think for you guys as well, the best thing I can do is help someone who, who was in the spot that I was in, in 2007, when I was sitting in a converted broom closet as a high school history teacher at a reform school with kids like throwing desks at me and cursing me out every day, the best thing I could do for someone who's in that situation is to help them get to the other side and be able to travel and get to the triangle of freedom, whether they have kids. And that means they're spending more time with their kids, whether that means they're getting to go to Thailand for the first time, whatever that is, that's the best thing I could do with my time. 
And that's what we're here to do for all of you. That's what uh, Craig and Annette and Eric and everyone else inside the Paradise Pack, that's why it's pretty easy for me to get people in because I'm like, guys, you were here. Now you're here. Wouldn't you like to help someone who was where you were at? And they're like, yeah, I would. I would. So I want you guys, we're going to do a quick little lightning round. If you're speaking to that person who was the old you, who was in that position, who Annette was like, okay, they're getting ready for their wedding, but they're not even giving Monday off. Or Erica, you're sitting there and you're saying, oh my gosh, like it was crazy that people were telling me I was crazy for going to Qatar and, and this and that. And they just told me to get a regular job or Craig, you're sitting there and you're like, all right, this is the beginning of the internet. Uh, you know, I don't even know what's happening here, but, but like, I want this. What's the one thing that you would tell them? You'd say, okay, here's the one piece of advice I can give you. I can go first. I would always tell people that the dots will connect if you look back. Like every single weird, ridiculous decision that I made has led me to the point I'm at today. And none of them made sense. And none of them seemingly were related, but they all got me to where I am. And I would even, like I said in the beginning, like all the crazy, like living in an electricity list, running waterless hut in Zambia for six months, somehow like got me a few boyfriends years later. Like it's just, it doesn't make any sense, but like somehow that was like the thing that people are like, Oh, like, you know, you know what it's like to live in a country that, you know, my family still lives in. And so maybe this could work. And so the the dots connect when you look back, not when you look forward. So just like keep taking steps and eventually like you'll get to where you get. <laughs> and who knows? Like I would have never dreamed that this would be my life. And I love that I get to live it. I love that you got a second date because you were in an electricity list hut. That was that was the key to a second date right there. She's like, oh, she's pretty cool. Yeah, we'll go again. We'll go out on that again. I would say for more than one boyfriend, though, not just my husband. It was a couple of boyfriends that said, you know, that was that was one of the things because we met in Connecticut and you know, I met a lot of girls in Connecticut and they didn't have this experience that you had. And I love that you have this and like, it could meet, it could be anything. Like you could be a, a volleyball star that goes around playing volleyball. And that could be the thing that connects you to someone, or you don't know what it is, but if you don't like experience life and like drink it in, then I don't know who's going to want to date somebody like that. <laughs> next <laughs> i am living that your love life was such a driving sorry your travel life was such a driving force for your love life that's amazing i had to um low-key force my husband to sell all the stuff to travel the world um something that i would tell that person is look at where your life is right now are you happy if the answer is anything short of an enthusiastic yes where do you, what changes do you need to make and make them? They don't need to be all of these big changes right away. They can be one small step in the right direction. But the point is pick a boat, pick a place that you're, that you're walking toward the one that's going to bring you the most happiness and take as many steps as you need to take to get there. Amen. All right, Craig. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I, 
I would say, and this is a message I had to speak to myself early on as an entrepreneur was stop underestimating what you're capable of doing or what you're capable of becoming. Um, because I, I, as many people struggled with that imposter syndrome, when I moved from a career to being my own boss, I'm like, what business do I have being in, in business? Like, you know, I, I didn't go to business school. I don't have a business background. My parents weren't entrepreneurs. And so I had constantly had to deal with those mindset issues. And I think those are the things often that can derail us from taking a risk or taking a calculator risk or trying something new. And, and as to some, what somebody said earlier is that you, you don't underestimate the incredible skills and background that you have built up now that you can carry forward into a business. And I love the examples of teachers, even those that are using the site, teacher, teachers pay teachers, which these are really amazing, talented teachers that have become very entrepreneurial. And I know some of the teachers and I know some of the money that they're making through, whether it's clip art or templates or other resources. And again, that was someone that didn't place limits and saying, well, this is really what I'm resigned to do. Well, what if I took my skills and colored outside the lines a little bit and did something that not a lot of other people are doing? What would my life become? And so, so that's been my story is I, I have learned to color outside the lines and take risks that I never would have done before. And, and it's led to this amazing life that we have now. So, mm. so true. And I think we all sell ourselves short and we continue to do that. And we have to learn that when we're doing it, we're at least aware of it. And that then leads us to pull ourselves out of it because we're not saying that you won't have imposter syndrome. Again, I'm not snapping my fingers and saying, you buy the paradise pack. We're going to zap you with that thing from like men in black that gets rid of your imposter yeah. syndrome or whatever that is. Like you're going to keep having it, but you're going to be aware of it. And you're going to be able, when you're feeling that you're going to be around people, right? You're going to surround yourself with a community of other people who are saying, no, 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 like stop. Look at what you're doing. Look at where you were and look at how far you've come because we all need that outside perspective. And that's why the community aspect of doing this is so important because we're going to sell ourselves short. We're going to get caught in imposter syndrome. We're going to want to give up, right? It's going to be hard at times. And when you have people around you that can say, hey, stop, here's some perspective, keep moving forward. What you're doing is amazing. Keep putting it in this world. That's when we can keep moving forward. So thank you guys so much. I mean, I, I could do this all day. I am so blessed and so lucky to be able to have you guys on. And uh, I cannot thank you enough for being a part of the rebirth of the Paradise Pack. Uh, three years in the making now, 2022. Um, I just really, really, truly appreciate not just the products that you're putting in because they are awesome. And you all who are listening, who get the Paris pack, you're going to get to see how amazing those are, but also for being the people behind those products who are so giving and so willing to come on, share your story, to take a bit of a risk, create these products, do things that's a little outside of the box to say, I'm going to do it because I know if it helps people, that's worth it to me. So thank you all for, uh, for your time and and for everything that you've done already for the Paradise Pack, but also to your own communities. It's uh it's an awesome journey that you're helping people on. Thank you. Yep. Our pleasure. Thank you. Love being a part of it. Don't forget, guys, March 29th, we're going live with Paradise Pack. You can check it out at theparadisepack.com. You're going to be listening to this probably before then. 
So if you are, you can go hop on the email list and that'll give you all the information about what we're doing. We're running giveaways. There might be other podcasts coming out. We're having a party. It's March. It's paradise back season. We're going to be partying. So we have a lot of cool stuff leading up to that March 29th date when the paradise pack is live. And then just remember it's live for seven days. You can get it for seven days after that. Bye-bye. It's gone. We don't know if it's gone for three years or what, but you'll never get this collection of products again. Um, because each Paradise Pack that we do is unique. There's unique products in it. So um, thank you guys for listening. Check it out, theparadisepack.com. Again, Erica, Annette, Craig, thank you guys. I really, truly appreciate it.